Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. The last show. Tonight is the last show, and I have to say that it's a bittersweet moment. It's the last show that I do on Block Talk Radio for New Heights Education Group, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it, I must say, and I hope you have as well. It's kind of like maybe feeling like graduating from high school or something where it's rather bittersweet, and it was great. You don't want to let go, but... You also know there's another chapter ahead, so that's kind of how it feels for me right now. But since tonight is my last show, right away I knew there could be no other topic tonight than loving yourself. Having one last thought to share, the thought I most wanted to leave with you is to love you because self-love is the root system for everything else. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Loving yourself isn't about being conceited. No, no, no. It's about knowing your own unique self and being okay with that. Really, truly okay. It's about accepting that your unique individual self is enough and worthy of receiving love from others. Most of us have some level of resistance to loving ourselves because along the way, our self-esteem has taken a beating, right? And this, this leaves an empty feeling inside that makes the walls go up and often done in, we never quite believe that we can actually have the kind of love that we dream about, even when we're already in a relationship. Here's some some quotes from some great thought leaders throughout time. Low self-esteem is like driving through life with your hands, with your handbrake on. Low self-esteem is like driving through life with your handbrake on. Kind of a constant resistance there. That's from Maxwell Maltz. And if you didn't know who he was, he's a plastic surgeon. I say was a plastic surgeon and self-help author. He lives from 1889 to 1975. Because, see, these concepts aren't new. Our awareness about self-esteem and how it impacts our life is not a new subject, but we've never taught it in school, right? So it's kind of like we're all continually relearning it. Each of us has to find these answers and learn them through ourselves over the course of time, which is why I'm such a proponent of 
teaching soft skills in schools. So anyway, another one here from Mark Twain, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. Yeah, Mark Twain, he's a, a great writer as well. He lived from 1835 to 1910, so certainly understood the concept then. And one more from Malcolm Forbes. Malcolm Forbes was a great American entrepreneur, mostly known for publishing Forbes magazine. He's passed away too, lived 1919 to 1990. He said too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. How about that? Self-doubt, it interferes with all our relationships. This includes relationships with friends, siblings, parents, a boyfriend or girlfriend, coworkers, and, of course, your spouse. Self-doubt with a spouse, spouse, it shows up like this. Inside your head, you'll wonder if he or she really loves us. We'll look for signs. They're losing interest, even if a spouse regularly says, I love you. When a spouse buys a nice gift, we'll think they're only doing it because they, quote, unquote, have to. If he or she is a little late, it's because they're cheating or they don't care anymore. This is the kind of thoughts that the inner dialogue speaks to us. So without self-love when you're in a dating relationship, we can sabotage that relationship by fighting and having mistrust. There's no real reason to fight, but you fight anyway as if to challenge the person to leave. Or we make it difficult to be close by keeping a guarded heart and not letting anybody in because we think, well, they're not going to love me and I'll only get hurt. Ironically, this creates the exact conditions for them to do precisely that. Life tends to become what we picture it to be. Without self-love at work, even when an employer praises us for a job well done, inside we feel like an imposter. We think things like, one of these days he's going to figure out I don't really know what I'm doing. Or we feel like we tricked our boss into thinking good things. Or we feel misunderstood and underappreciated, the opposite of that. Without self-love and friendships, here's what happens. We are more easily offended. We take it very seriously when someone doesn't call or text back right away. And we think things like, well, I guess it's the end of that friendship. They never really liked me much to begin with. And it, Or if plans change, we think, well, it's because they don't want to be friends anymore, even when there was probably a very good reason for the change. So these are the kinds of things that voice inside our head is saying when self-love is lacking, that voice leaves an emptiness and just keeps us from truly connecting to others in a way that is satisfying. It leaves us feeling lonely in a crowd. This then drives us to look for love and approval in the wrong places. We become susceptible then to drugs and alcohol. We spend money to buy impressive things. We take fancy vacations and secretly search for the place somewhere out there where happiness is found. We may move to another city and build our dream house only to find that gnawing emptiness inside moves right along with us. That is until we learn to love ourselves. Does that sound about right, any of that? For me, I grew up feeling confident and loved by my parents. 
I lost my self-love as an adult in my first marriage. My first husband and I, we dated for six years, and we did everything together during that time. We He never mistreated me or was late or rude or anything like that during that whole six years. But six days into the marriage, he was out all night with no real good explanation, something not even believable, fell asleep in a roadside park or something. But this was the first of many, many nights. Before we were married, he had privately talked to my father into selling our beloved family farm and the dream home that dad built for mom and investing that nest egg with him. So everything was lost, the farm, the home, and all the money that was supposedly invested. Years later, this was my introduction to the word sociopath and much of the reason why I do what I do to help others today. For me, it was the being lied to over and over that eroded my self-worth. Inside, I felt belittled, alone, and ashamed. It took many years. A good friend, who I hope is listening tonight, who made me feel safe enough to share all that happened. And I was afraid I'd get a little weepy trying to talk about Dad. Don't, don't, excuse me. Because Dad was an incredible man, and he didn't let anything tear our family apart. Nothing, no matter what happened. Excuse me. But right here, right here in my story is where the keys to regaining or growing self-love are found. And I'm going to give those keys to you right now. There are five. And the first is a good friend. And the thing about losing self-love is that we feel alone. It's a feeling that we're the only ones thinking this way and that everybody else feels better. This is just not true. As I said before, most of us have some level of resistance to loving ourselves. So key number one is to open your soul and share it with people you can trust. Do you have a friend or a family member you can be open with? There are many support groups that can be found through local churches or community organizations. Just give them a call or ask your church. You don't be afraid to call a church even if it's not one that you currently attend. They'll let you know what programs are out there. Just get involved or start your own support group with people who have had similar experiences. Be intentional about getting together. Have fun. Listen and share. Your load will feel lighter. So do not let yourself be isolated. Just gather insight from each other's experiences. Find strength in the camaraderie and just communicate. That's key number one, a good friend. Key number two is knowing that giving is receiving. So if you are in a support or social group, there will be opportunities right there for giving. So share your experience when it can help someone else. The return to yourself will be multiplied. Or cook dinner for a busy mom or offer to babysit. Don't be shy about helping wherever you can. Actively look for opportunities to give of yourself. Lend your fundraising skills to a local charity or volunteer at a school or community function. I sincerely believe that we are meant to be a giving people. 
And when we are, we are in line then with what we are meant to be. And the energy flow back from that is so powerful. It's completely satisfying. And then the emptiness inside disappears. Key number three, keep your priorities. Just like Dad did, my dad set an incredible example of keeping priorities. He's gone now. It's been about a year. And Mom and Dad didn't have their own home in his final days. Dad was someone who worked very hard and and did very well and built a nice big mansion on a 52-acre farm, but they lost all that. But it's not a sad story. Dad was a man who was loved and adored. As he passed from this earth, he was surrounded by his wife, all of us kids, and some of his grandchildren. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. We all laid our hands on him, poured our love out onto him because he left us. He really was the wealthiest man I know. I am so sorry. <clears throat> he was he was a hero in the sense that he never let the loss of his life savings that he worked so hard for and made himself have delayed gratification after he was done working and then he and mom were going to travel but those days didn't happen but he lost his life savings in the hands of a man that he treated like a son and he didn't let that destroy our family he knew and therefore we knew that family was always number one when self-love is low it's easier to reflect that lack of caring back onto others. So it's critical to hang on to your priorities, especially when your self-love is low. So do this by, by first identifying what your priorities are and then make a pact with yourself that it's a line you will not cross. So that was key number three. <laughs> Things were bearing with me, which is just keeping your priorities. Key number four, and you're going to laugh if you listen to this show because I say it all the time, and that's gratitude. Because nothing can withstand the power of your gratitude. And there really, truly is always something to be grateful for. And as I always say to write these things down and then post a list where you can see it every day. While you're at it, I want you to put things on that list that you like about yourself. What qualities in you are you grateful for? It doesn't have to just be things that are happening around you in the world or material things or things that other people bring to your life. Write down on your gratitude list exactly what you are grateful for about yourself. Are you happy that you have long hair? (laughs) Are you happy that you have blonde hair? Are you happy that you have blue eyes? Are you a kind person? I am kind. Are you grateful for that? Are you a smart person? God bless you with an abundant IQ, 
write that down. You can be grateful for all those things when you just start looking at just yourself. The list could get quite long. Do you have beautiful fingernails? Write that down. Anything, write it down. Don't leave anything unsaid. Because these things, they truly belong on the list too. And, and keep adding to the list over time as you discover more great things about yourself. So you want to keep an awareness of gratitude and truly write it down on your list and add it to that when you discover some new wonderful thing about yourself. And eventually, maybe even instantly, just by making this list, it will feed yourself love and happiness just that quickly. So there is so much to be grateful for and appreciate about ourselves if we just simply take the time to notice. So that is a key to self-love number four, which is gratitude. Got one more for you. And we've kind of talked about this before too, but it's cleaning house. Clean up your house of relationships. So if there are toxic connections that erode your self-worth, then then take notice and set some boundaries. And, of course, sometimes there's some tough choices that have to be made to disassociate with people that require a little bit more than boundary setting. Maybe there's no way to maintain a positive relationship with. And, and you know that, and those are tough choices. We've got other shows that you can go back and listen to on toxic relationships if you need a little bit more help with this. And there's also a whole section in the back of my book, Donate Data Died, that that lays out my entire plan for leaving a toxic relationship. And it, it's proven very helpful. I've used it in my life coaching practice for some time now, and it's proven to really be successful. It's the SOS plan, and you'll find it in the back of the book. So I want you to do what's right for you and and make yourself a priority. For me, it it really took years to regain my self-love, honestly. I am married to the most wonderful man right now, but I still have to watch myself. If, If he's late for dinner, and he'll probably listen to this, which has maybe happened twice during our entire marriage, then I will feel almost physically a physical burning sensation in my gut. In a matter of seconds, my mind races to thoughts like, okay, everything's changing now, or something like, I even he doesn't care anymore. So I was just stood up for dinner too many times to count in my first marriage. It's a story I know. I can skip all the chapters in that book and I can get right to the end and right to the burning gut part. So it's there. But just being self-aware, then you can also get just as quickly to the healing of that negative thought that tries to pop into your head. Me years to recover because... I kind of gradually stumbled onto these answers, these five keys that I've just shared with you tonight. But I have no, no, no complaints because I sincerely have gratitude for the learning that I received over the years. It is something on my gratitude list. The point of this show is to give all these kinds of keys to you. And if I had had this show to listen then to then, then I would have known what to do. 
you can be intentional, and I want you to be very intentional with the five steps that I've laid out so that you don't waste a minute of life and don't let any rob, anyone rob you of your self-love. It's a tricky art. It's an art. It's an art not to be conceited but to truly be okay with yourself. There's so much, so much in society, so much media, so much TV, so much pressure to be this and to be that. And and we're constantly, I think, constantly kind of judging ourselves and our you know, we judge others too, but there's a judging of ourselves that takes place all day every day. Am I measuring up? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Some little things are different, just plain different from what somebody else thinks and you know, that can kind of register as as uh you know, I'm not measuring up, and that equates to a lack of self-love, which then leaves that empty feeling inside. And we don't want to get rid of that. There's no reason for it. Here's a quote from Diane von Furstenberg. You may recognize the name. I had to kind of look her up and and realize, remember she was really royalty or not. She married a German prince. That's how she became a princess. She's actually, uh, her fame more came from being a Belgian-American fashion designer. She was born in 1956, but she's still around, so she's seven years old. But her quote is, is cute. She said, you're always with yourself, so you might as well enjoy the company. So here's another one from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson, of course, is a essayist and a poet. He lived 1803 to 1882. So again, are these concepts and ideologies and awarenesses about self-love and life skills and all these things, they've been written about for many years. Time to put them in schools, right? Back on my bandwagon. He says, Ralph Waldo Emerson says, whatever course you decide upon, there is always someone to tell you that you are wrong. There are always difficulties arising, which tempts you to believe that your critics are right. To map out a course of action and follow it to an end requires courage. Courage. To map out your course and follow your unique course. Here's another one from George Eliot. George Eliot, and this is funny because George Eliot is actually Marianne Evans. George Eliot's her pen name because, you know, in the early days women couldn't write. Only male writers would ever get any true recognition. But she was an English novelist. She lived 1819 to 1880. She said, it's never too late to be what you might have been. That's beautiful. Very beautiful. How about Kim McMillan? She's a current writer. Um, she really only has one book as far as I know. But she has a great saying. When I loved myself enough, I began leaving whatever wasn't healthy, jobs, my own beliefs, and habits, anything that kept me small. Here's another one from Ralph Waldo Emerson. <clears throat> Most of the shadows of this life are caused by standing in one's own sunshine. Mm-hmm. And finally, one more to share with you from Buddha. And obviously, 
that he was around a long time ago, before Christ, I believe, and the Buddhism was actually founded on, on his teachings. So, uh, again, principles have been around for many years. He says, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. Very nice. Because when you love yourself, you naturally make room for others to love you. It's just a natural thing. You don't even have to think about it. Loving yourself just naturally opens the door for others to love you. It takes no effort. The best day of life is when you learn, that's when we all learn to love ourselves. So today, and marching forward, I want each of us to have courage, have courage to stick to our plan and see it through. Do not stand in your own sunlight and sincerely and truly enjoy your own company because you are a good person. And that's all about loving yourself. So thank you. Thank you so much for for listening. I, I wish each and every one of you the very best. If you would like to stay in touch, you can visit me and contact me through my website at victorialowry.com. I'd love to hear how things are going for you. There are some additional links in the show information here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can find my book, Don't Date a Dud, on Amazon. If you'd like me to come speak at your school or organization about dating and relationships and go over the yes test with you, the best way is to contact me through victorialowry.com and I'll get right with you and we'll set something up. So thank you so much. Peace and love to you. And you can listen back to any of these shows anytime you wish. Have a great night and continue to spread the love. It's been a pleasure. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.